All right, we're back at it. Evan Rauer here with War Room, the Hockey Podcast, episode 33 this week. Um, lots going on in, in hockey, lots to cover, lots we've already touched on. Um, Penticton and the V's to host the 2021 Centennial Cup, the rebranded RBC Cup. It's now called the Centennial Cup. We touched on that a couple episodes ago. Um, they will they will be hosting in 2021. Uh, Ethan Scardino, we saw him play at the BCHL Showcase. He is um, this week's BCHL Spotlight player. Uh, he was just signed. BC some BC born. He just committed to Bowling Green. Bowling Green in yeah. NCAA. Uh, sticking with BCHL, uh, Coquitlam Express goaltender Clay Stevenson is the BCHL Player of the Week this week. They're, they seem to be getting better and better. They're, yeah, they're they're. Uh, I they're, like them, and I like I like Salmon Arm, as you know. Salmon Arm, a quality team. Coquitlam, mm-hmm. a quality team. Chilliwack is pl- is playing pretty decent. Um, Penticton struggled a bit, but they're back to at least some consistency. So. Um, there's some top teams starting to uh, separate themselves a little bit. If you're going to struggle, do it at the right time. Ask the Blues. Yeah, or the Avalanche right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the World U17 Hockey Challenge is underway. That's always big fun. I, that's uh, one of the that's one of the great preview little sneak peeks into next year's World Junior. Um, you know, upcoming draft. That's a that's a real fun affair. Canada uh, Black uh, is undefeated so far in that in that tournament, um, and as well as the uh, 2019 CIBC Canada Russia series. Is, have you watched any of that? Um, is under it's underway right now, right? Yeah, they've played two games in the queue yeah. um, without Alexi Lafreniere, the top ranked player in in the uh, upcoming draft. Top ranked undrafted player in the world right now um, but he was out uh, the Q always struggles with them I believe they're in Ontario the next couple two games and then uh, and then out west um, in uh, speaking out west uh, WHL Everett Silvertips Kelowna Rockets Edmonton Oil Kings and Prince Albert Raiders all sit atop their respective divisions um, we're going to get to see and the Rockets we, we here are, in a little bit we are seeing um Kelowna uh, tonight, the Rockets game, so it should be a good one. Um, NHL, Dallas Stars are back to 500. So uh, starting one and one and seven, and now they're eight and eight. So they've they they've, just insist on taking the first two or three weeks off every year, don't they? I guess so. So that that kind of touches on uh, headlines this week. Um, well, a lot, not not a lot uh, headline wise. Um, to, that stands out in the past week, but there um, is always something to talk about, which is the good thing about it. I do. I kind of hesitate to bring this up in this room, but we had a nice spirited little discussion about the Lucic uh, suspension last night and uh, some moderate differences of opinion there. But at any rate, you know, that's the changes in the game. That's the way things are, the way things are going. To say the least. Um, now remember, you don't have a you don't have a beep button, so you can't really go at it right now. True, true. But I don't swear a whole lot on here, so I'm sure I can get no. away with it if I wanted to. Um, 
But anyways, uh, War Room the Hockey Podcast, episode 33 this week. Settle in. Um, make sure you hit the subscribe button. If you haven't already, make sure you leave a rating and a review, preferably a five-star review. Um, and make sure you head to the necessary social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and uh, give us a like and a follow there as well. Um, be Feel free to message or comment and leave questions or anything that you want discussed or answered uh, in an episode. Um, we appreciate and we love the interaction, so uh, make sure if you have anything you want to ask or you have anything you want discussed, you, you let us know. War Room Hockey Podcast, episode 33. Proud to work with North Palm Media here in the Okanagan, uh, as well as Breakaway Brewing, the finest in handcrafted craft beer. If you're ever in the Okanagan Valley, make sure you head to downtown Summerland on Victoria Road and uh, head to Breakaway Brewing and grab yourself a glass, a pint of handcrafted craft beer. Ryan Walter, ryanwalter.com. We mention him every week. Ryan Walter, leadership guru, friend of the show, uh, NHL great, actor, writer, um, leadership expert, does tremendous things. He's a fun guy. He's funny. He's uh, down to earth, a real great friend of the show. So we're happy to have him and his website referenced every week. Ryan Walter, ryanwalter.com, leadership guru. He leads leadership retreats in the BC area, as well as travels around to different businesses, um, promoting quality and proper leadership to not only coaches and sports teams, but CEOs and businesses alike so ryan walter ryanwalter.com well he's a team builder he's one of the great ones at uh, at that that whole aspect that whole kind of uh, inexact science of uh, of team building and motivating and 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 dragging your um dragging your comrades into the fight with you and we mentioned it uh during the bc showcase uh can't forget to mention to mention it here uh Another friends of the show, ABK Restoration and Jeff McCallum. Uh, if you want things fixed and fixed right, make sure you go with ABK here in the Okanagan Valley. Uh, tremendous work. They do tremendous things uh, through fire, flood, mold, and asbestos, and different property damage and things like that. So um, ABK and ABK Restoration with Jeff McCallum, a friend of the show. Um, if you want things at home, Fixed and fixed right. So, anyway, Warm the Hockey Podcast, episode 33 this week. Um, I think after, after I think last week was a much-needed conversation. It was a conversation that needed to be had, but I think this week we owe it to not only ourselves, um, but to listeners to have a more light-hearted uh, discussion and take on the game. And... Um, we pointed out a lot of what's wrong with the things, game things we enjoy, with uh, things we we like, things that are right, uh, different things like that. So, um, well, may can before I get before we get started, I just want to say, <clears throat> as much as I enjoy doing the show with you every week, and never want to miss an episode, and as much as I adore your wife, and is she is one of the best cooks I have ever been around. If you ever eat that chili again before we record, I'm going to join you on Skype. 
Okay, I am not coming in studio after big bowls of chili. So I just want you to be. I just want you to understand that. Don't take it personally. It's just a thing. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave it at that. Okay. Where we. <laughs> just like, I'm now outed on. I'm now outed here, <laughs> on recording. I just believe in keeping the air clear, if you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I will keep that in mind. I will. I will definitely keep that in mind. And maybe, maybe I just don't want you around then. Maybe that's the case. <laughs> well, then you don't even have to eat the chili. Just phone and tell me that you did, and I'll. I, I won't be here for a couple of days. Yes. But it's always good to be in person in, in the studio. So yeah. it's it's always. Always fun, makes it easy. Um, Skype know, is a tremendous tool, but it can be a nuisance a little bit with yeah, trying sound. to coordinate and the sound and yeah. different things like that. So it's sound it's, quality suffers just a bit on Skype, but it's not bad. Yeah, so it's it's good to be in in studio. Um, There's a anything that anything to start that you want to touch on or that needs to be touched on as we we kick things off. Um, anybody who who can't already tell, um, I like to think our listeners are intelligent enough to to tell already. 10 minutes in that we are flying a little by the seat of the pants this week. So um, anything that you want, you want to talk on, uh, touch on, or needs to be touched on. Without our, I think now that we have done three or four shows here in a row, since the road trip, we've been when flying without Louie. Uh, I think we may be headed for a change there. Maybe the club is going in a different direction, if you know what I mean. Um, now that we don't have a producer and we we can fly off of script, I, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be more fun. Now we don't have to follow, we don't have to follow any guidelines. We did enough of that. Agreed. Get, Agreed. Get rid of that deal. I, it, you know, this I still skate with a couple of different groups of, a uh, couple of different groups of guys, and one of them is an older group. One of them is much younger. Uh, one. One has is pretty much littered with ex-college players, ex-pros, in varying degrees, and it always dawns on me that no matter what you do, no matter what part of the game you land in, where you end up, how far you go, if you go, someday the game will slow down for you or stop the game as you know it, and all roads lead back to the same dressing room that everything goes back to the same beer league team or or rat hockey or drop in whatever you want to call it uh and it's it's awesome and that's why uh the love of the game is the most important thing you can come away with because people are going to forget unless you're unless your name's gretzky or lemieux or something that people are going to forget what you did they but being a good guy in the room having a good time and you know what that room is like it, there's just no replacing it right and no matter who you are, when you hang them up, you ask the guys what you ask them what they miss about the game. It's not the paychecks necessarily. It's not uh, the competition necessarily. It's the dressing room. They miss the dressing room. They miss the bus rides, the plane rides, the hotels. Even uh, nothing better than a good road trip. The, the the game is just an awesome place to be, as you know. So. Oh yeah, and it never stops, really. If you're the if you're one of the lucky ones, you have just as much fun at my age in there with a bunch of guys of varying degrees of talent as you did when you were nine years old. So, well, the best part about the game is the locker room. Absolutely. At the end of the day, it's not really 
I mean, it would be nice for all of us to be able to make millions of dollars and play in the show. But I mean, the beauty of it is, um, or the or the coast or the the AHL yeah. or NCAA or anything like that anywhere. Um, but the beauty of it is whether it's drop in or it's um, the highest level possible. The beauty of it is the locker room. That's the best part about it. Yeah. Is you know because when you when you hear people at, talk about it. What they miss is the guys, and they miss the locker room. They, you rarely hear them say, "Well, I miss, I miss the feel of this on the ice." They always talk about the locker room. So it's, um, and it's true. The locker room is the best part. You know, I I played th- through varsity high school level and different things like that, and even even at that level, the best part is the locker room. So it's. Um, great environment to be in so the, the great part about the dressing room too is that as as you know as our, uh, a couple of our friends who have played all around the world and, and played uh, at the highest level they'll tell you that you could be on a huge contract you could be in the top 10 in scoring you can have the the physique of adonis you could be married to a supermodel and they will still find something to make fun of, just like everybody else. There is no one above it, and, he, and you probably better hope that you never are above that because if they're not teasing you and tearing strips off you for stuff and, and coming up with very creative nicknames and things for you, they, it probably means they don't care much for you. So that's, that's one of the things that when you get a handful of guys around talking about whether it was when they were in junior or in minor hockey or in the minor leagues or something that they're, you know, start telling dressing room stories and, and road trip stories and stuff. It's just a gas and they can go on and on forever. Mm-hmm. We've had a, we've had a few of those ourselves. Oh yeah. I think one of the first ones in when when you were playing minor hockey that I remember being a, a bit of a scene was when one of our, uh, one of your teammates, w- when you were all in the sauna and he chose to pee on the sauna rocks in there, I, I nobody, I don't think anybody's ever done that in my lifetime. I, like, we I've were... seen a lot of things, but that was, that was a, that was quite an event. I've never seen a dark sauna full of little kids empty in about a second and a half like that. I, they, it was amazing. The evacuation that took place hotel sauna. We were at a, <laughs> on a, at a tournament and we were at, yeah. a, um, where was it? Steamboat. I think it was, I think so, yeah. um, man, oh man, when we were, when we were young enough for it to not be the focal point at the time, but just imagine, just imagine the smell oh. of, urine on hot Over, like baking boiling yeah, hot of degrees sauna rocks the smell was just atrocious who was the guy i mean i don't we're not going to we're not going to name names here anyway but the kid i think you knew him from from your uh, college days the guy who used to stand in the shower and do a handstand and put his feet up against the wall and kind of shower himself upside down. Remember oh, that, that was that that's a story from um that from Owen. Story from, that's yeah, a story, story from, from Owen. Um from my little brother. He <laughs> I, I, th- I think I, I think we can deduce what he was trying to do with that. Well, yeah. But for the basis of it, he'd he'd be if I have the story correct, he would do a handstand in the shower in order to wash 
a certain area and um it's it's just it's hilarious it's like um my only question is like when you're standing up when you're standing on your feet and you're under the shower you know where the water's going yeah when you're standing on your hands and you're kind of let's say where you're washing yourself upside down the water's got to drain i mean gravity doesn't change right the water's gonna the water's gonna go uh i don't even know what to make of that i'm not sure he thought that through when he was doing that but i'm i I guess he made it okay it worked i guess i mean i mean he's as far as i know he's walking around perfectly healthy so it it worked but well physically i guess for the most part um (laughs) no locker room's the best part um they and they still are now they still are but uh car rides too are the are great oh my gosh yeah the, well we had a we I had remember, a few I, bus rides yeah, a few bus high school was fun riding the bus and yep. everything like that riding that bus but um it was a good road fantastic trip. um in high school getting your head shaved being a freshman <laughs> that was some real creative stuff remember the uh and i don't i, I don't th- remember the teammate of yours who's as a part of getting his head shaved in a very creative way. They also shaved his eyebrows. One of them from the outside in and the other one from the, from the bridge of his nose out halfway (laughs) so that it always looked like he was looking at you sideways. It was the funniest thing. He had these black eyebrows and it always looked like he was looking at you uh, from the corner of his eye. The, The creativity was fantastic. Some people, you know, some people in school, some people I dealt with, some people, all that stuff, took that kind of personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, And somebody, a couple of which weren't in the locker room and weren't a part of the team. They were just students at school and things. And they, why would you do this? And took it personally. But first off, off, it's camaraderie. But second off, it's not done maliciously. It's It's done as a welcoming to the fact that you made the varsity team you're now a part you're now you're now a part of us you're now with us it's we went through it you're going to go through it and now you get to go to school tomorrow with the weirdest looking ridiculous haircut that you could ever imagine in your wildest dreams and when people ask you why you can say because i'm in grade nine and i made the varsity or i'm in grade 10 or whatever you were. I, se- I was a senior and I shaved a freshman's head. And I remember going to school and <laughs> a part- and someone in particular knowing that I I was the one who did this and got all upset. Ah. Like why would you do why would you do this? And it's like he's a freshman and he made the varsity yeah. team. It should be a sense of pride of on his honor. part. Yeah. And you should be happy for him on your part. I'm happy for him that he made it. So it's a sense of pride. Hazing except except I will say from experience being in that position when I made it, I don't think people really took into consideration the difficulty in already of being a freshman in a new school, trying to fit in, trying to impress, trying to get girls to notice you, trying to whatever, and showing up to school with a butchered haircut. And at the time... At the time, hockey wasn't 
the main sport. So all of a sudden, a kid shows up to school with that haircut. Somebody may not know necessarily what it's for. And now you're a fool because why why do you look that way? And I don't think Mm -hmm. it was taking into consideration the difficulty of having to walk the hallways as a freshman already dealing with some insecurities. Well, having, yeah. but You're a scrawny 14-year-old. In but having said school. that, it is a sense of pride, and it should be. And, you know, I was, I struggled with it when it happened to me, and I showed up at school, but as the day went on, it became a sense of, of hey, you know, this is, this is a big thing. I made, the, I made the varsity team. I'm, as a freshman, and I'm a part of this group. Yep. And I only have to suffer this yeah. one day. I, the, Except uh, the rest of your life, you you live with your your hockey nicknames. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. And so. I, yeah, those those never go away, and we know a few of them. Oh my gosh, yeah. You wish they would, and the only the only saving grace in that is that outside the room, a lot of people don't know what that nickname is. So a lot of people will, you know, because some of them are not necessarily family friendly or something we want to repeat on air. People outside the rooms uh, oftentimes don't know what the nickname is or don't know what it means. But it's, it's too bad in a way. I mean, it's not, I don't, I don't regret it, but it's, it's a shame we can't have a family-friendly show and really dive into some of the better stories, but it's one or the other. Well, we can get away with a little bit of it. it there's just a sense of... You know, when publishing and everything, you do, you do have to make it known that the, that an, the episode may contain at least a f- some moments of certain content. But um, just this doesn't. Mean, but it's a hockey podcast. Doesn't mean you can't share stories. I mean, when you get, get I mean, I I remember one of which and uh, and um, I'm the teammate was a was. Um, an upperclassman at the time, I was an underclassman, and we were at um, family sports in the locker room after a game, and I'm bending down, untying my skates, and he gets out of the shower and he comes up and gives me the Captain Morgan. So I look up and I'm right, the, <laughs> and he gives me the Captain Morgan. Hello, with his foot on the on the bench. <laughs> Want to stop at your stop at your stall and have a little chat? How's it going? <laughs> Heck of a game. Nice day, isn't it? <laughs> I believe that was also the, uh, wasn't that also the player that you got with a pie in the face? Mm-hmm. You got him a shaving cream pie. Oh, that was fun. That was good. That was a good time. <clears throat> but no, locker rooms are awesome. They're a great bonding experience if you're blessed enough to be a part of one. So in any capacity. So it's it's always a good time. It's always full of... Um, very little clothing and lots of uh, lots of tobacco spit. Yeah, that's the. God. I never understood that one. There was a lot I, of I lot really of tobacco. In, was and I'm sure still is. There still is a lot of tobacco used in uh, a lot of guys were dipping, rooms. weren't they? There are a lot of dippers. Yeah. I re- I remember getting a ride home one night. Oh golly, I remember this story. I remember getting a ride home one night from a from one one of the teammates. Again, we're not naming, we're not going to name names, but um, one of the teammates giving me a ride home, having a a dip 
while he's driving. He's got a big dip in his lip, and he's got his spitter, his bottle, in his hand, and the cap is off the spitter. But he apparently he forgot that he was holding the spitter. So when he went to turn into my neighborhood, he twisted his arm with while holding the bottle upside down, and the cap was still off, so it spilled... Poured it all over him. All the tobacco spit all over him and his car everywhere. It was... It's, uh, an, it's, an, it's enough to make you gag kind of just thinking about it. Ugh. Yeah, at least it wasn't your car. No, that was the good thing. So, but, oh, that there was... Were, your, um, <clears throat> our, our favorite goaltender could tell a lot of stories, too, about missed curfew and, and uh, having to show up uh, for a road trip. I believe when he was a rookie, uh, having to show up for a road trip uh, in Daisy Dukes. Remember that? The, the I remember extremely short jorts and the, the, and the story, yeah. tight tank top and everything. And again, here you are, you know, a, a rookie on the team and trying to try not to be self-conscious about yourself to begin with. And then you got to walk through an airport looking like that. Whew, that's beautiful. That is well, I didn't know beautiful. we had to walk through the airport. Oh yeah, they made him get go right on the plane that dressed that way. Oh, there I were didn't. there were several. Of them. I did not know that much. I knew there was the Daisy Duke part, but I didn't know it was the airport. Wow. <laughs> what will they think of next? Fortunately, I think it's probably good that hazing in my generation and hazing in your generation took you know a, a vastly different turn. Uh, there wasn't. I mean, it was it was full on physical when, well, when then, rookies were hazed. When that's I was that's where my perspective is. When when mm-hmm. people, you know, when a couple people in particular were were bent out of shape at me for for shaving this freshman's head, because <laughs> my mindset is look like first of all it's a sense of pride, but second of all, if you want to see hazing, I'm sure that I and anybody else would be happy to show you what hazing looks like. Because it, let me tell you right now, the shaving of the head isn't is hazing in the sense of of a welcome, but it's not hazing in the sense of hazing. No. So you want to see hazing? I can show you hazing. Yeah, yeah. The, but the, it, the kind of hazing that involves a shaving a, a head in a funny, tape. funny little, funny little butchered haircut is not. That's just is not. Yeah, you know, it's just fun. It's a welcome to the team. Fun. You're part of the boys at yeah. that point. So. I, I, I've heard stories and I've I've seen things, but I can't begin to imagine what hazing it, in any capacity in your time was like. It was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. Most of it involved a training table, a roll of duct tape, a straight razor, um, sometimes a a little jar of um, indelible ink or or uh, enamel paint or something like that, and the guys were. I mean, it, it left some permanent scars when uh, when hazing took place, you know, back in the back in the old days, as you like to refer. The to olden it. days. The olden days. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that was. It, it, but the best it, the best stories always involved the mischief, you know, like dressing room pranks, hotel room pranks were hilarious. Uh, missed curfews and you know guys trying to get away with getting in and out of the hotel and missing curfew and stuff like that just an absolute scream are you, do you remember the you remember the story it wasn't any of us but uh i think it was scotty bowman 
Was it Scotty Bowman? It was one of the guys way back when, I don't know if it might have even been Punch Imlac or somebody, was suspicious of his guys going out and missing curfew. I think it was Scotty. So he took a Montreal Canadian sweater into the lobby of the hotel and with a pen. And he told the guy, the, the bell guy, uh, the, the concierge or the bell captain or whoever was on duty, he said, hey, if you see any of my guys coming through tonight, so Scotty comes in at 10 and he says, if you see any of the guys coming through here tonight, have them autograph this for you. Oh, as a kind of a sign-in sheet to see who would miss yeah, so yeah. here's this guy going, oh, cool. I'm going to, whenever I see one of the Canadians, I'm going to get myself an autograph and I'm going to have an autographed sweater by the by tomorrow morning. Well, the next morning, Scotty comes down and finds the guy and here's the sweater autographed by about 15 of his boys. Knew exactly which ones, uh, which ones they were because they all signed the guest register. <laughs> that was a great move. That was a brilliant move. I don't remember a lot of locker room pranks in my varsity days. Doesn't mean that there weren't any, but I'm drawing a blank on any in particular. There was a there was an incident I think before you were in grade nine. Uh, there was an incident involving one of our guys, one of our big stars. upperclassmen, big stars, and somebody had gotten a hold of a um, of a pal- an airsoft gun. Remember airsoft guns? Mm-hmm. Eh? And uh, boy, oh boy, there were just there were a welts bunch of guys with welts. He waited until everybody was undressed and then just opened fire <laughs> on the whole place. Like there were guys <laughs> scrambling everywhere, and little red welts airsoft gun. Of- so when he says open fire, let's not get our panties in a no. Twist it was here. an airsoft gun. An they airsoft were little plastic gun. pellets. They still stung a little bit, but my gosh, it looked like uh, it looked like the guys had everybody had about thirty mosquito bites on him when he was done. You see, and that was that was not that long ago. No. That was, right now, I'm going to say that was 15 years ago, maybe. And you couldn't come anywhere near getting away with that now. Well, if you no. show up in the dressing room with an airsoft gun, a pellet gun right now, my gosh, you... Well, not just I, that. I have no idea what would even happen to Not just People that. You couldn't even nuts. get away with shaving somebody's head no. nowadays. That's just how... It's honestly how sad society is a little bit today. Yeah. But... Um, and before, on the ice, that... before I before I got to to high school, before I was a freshman, yeah, uh, you had been coaching for the team for a while, right? Um, what was this? What was the story of um, the kid firing pucks at at his teammate in the corner? Well, they were. It was the last practice of the year, so the guys were clowning around a little bit. So one of the guys had. They, they switched places, and the goaltender wore the forward's gear, and the forward wore the goaltender's equipment. And neither one of them had ever really done that. So the guys, the guys are, I look over, and they're, they're trying to warm up, and they're having a good time with it, and everybody's laughing and carrying on. But the, the guy, the poor kid wearing the goalie equipment was like a cow on crutches, say. Eh? Like, he couldn't, he couldn't move around at all. And they're firing pucks at him, and they're winging off the glass behind his head and everything. <clears throat> so he thinks, 
I better get the heck out of here because this is going to hurt. So he skates out of the crease and he skates over into the corner. Well, they all just turned and started firing into the corner. They didn't care if he was in the net or not. All they wanted to do was get was take a bunch of pot shots at him. So I look over and the entire team is, is firing pucks into the corner. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Everybody wants to play goal until they play goal. Yeah. No, there's a lot of stuff you couldn't get away with today. That's no. for sure. And Gosh, doesn't mean it doesn't make it right, but it it just the reality of it is is there's just a lot of stuff you wouldn't be able to get away with today. Yeah. So and that, you know I I won't I won't dampen the mood of the conversation, but on the ice that that goes to everything being penalized and and everybody being you know suspended for being mean to each other and stuff like that. A lot of hand holding. Yeah. So. There's a whole lot of powder puffing. We'll save some of the. Um, better stories for private time like your time in a locker room during drop-in and all that stuff that's more <laughs> adult stuff there but um, well yeah i mean i guess when a you know when a know anything about real estate grown <laughs> when a grown naked man every year serves butter tarts to the team without any clothing on <laughs> you know you're in a pretty relaxed environment mm. <laughs> weren't you guys talking about getting a and old timers drop in calendar going. Oh, I for thought it would be an awesome idea. I'm the was that is that your idea? I, yeah, I was. Did that get any traction that? at no, all? No, everybody was scared witless to try to do it. I figure you can get these charity calendars done for next to nothing. You get a guy with a digital camera, and you go to the print shop, and you just flip this calendar, and you, all you got to have is twelve guys that are willing to pose in a jock or something, and and, and you've got. You know, you got your 12 months. Who would be the demographic for those calendars, though? That's the thing. <laughs> because they're not like the tip, they're not like the the Hooters calendars or the Twin Peaks calendars or the firefighter calendars that these ripped firefighters yeah, put out and true. things like that. This, yeah, is, this is a bunch this of 40, 50 year old guys. 40 to 60 year old guys I guess in I guess. the locker room after skating, handing out butter tarts well, who who would be the demographic for that type of calendar do i have to think of everything the calendar was my idea who to sell it to somebody else can come up with that i, I can't i can't do it all i just i can't i'm only one man maybe so but i need to ask because i didn't I need think the, it all the way through i need the answer who would the demographic be <laughs> who would they be for that's the question well i don't know because Old women certainly don't want to look at old men. Young women don't want to look at old men. I don't know who it would be for. I guess we probably... People might pay you to, to not hang it up. You might be able to stand up. <laughs> Just start wallpapering them to the walls everywhere you go. And here, I'll pay you 10 bucks <laughs> per calendar if you just stop putting if, them. If we buy all these from you and take them home and put them in the garbage, then they will never be seen again. Can we do that? Why? Yes. See, now there's your demographic. There's your charity drive right there. If you buy all these calendars, you can take them home, hide them, burn them, whatever you want. And nobody will, they will never see the light of day. That's a, they see, now you're a, you help us come up with a good I'm solution. A, I'm, a, I'm a thinking man. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to revisit that idea. Well, now nowadays you can you can hand out my wife's desserts in the locker room. <laughs> can she make butter tarts? I think so. I would imagine. I can ask her. I'm sure she could. 
there's nothing that she makes that isn't good, and I think you know that. So. Oh yes. <laughs> wish it was. I mean, I wish it. I wish it wasn't. I wish she'd make something bad one day. Oh, you don't feel bad after eating? <laughs> oh gosh, I gain weight. You know, most people, a lot of guys gain weight when they get married, but you gained weight I gained when weight I got married because you got married. <laughs> Man, it's true. It, it's it's a interesting time though, and it, it's a lot of stuff you couldn't get away with, but it it's fun nonetheless to be. To be a, a, a guy and a part of the locker room, and yeah. that's why you know getting your head shaved is a, is a source of pride, or it should be, and these different things because it's you know getting welts because of an uh, air air gun and all this stuff should be fun. It should be enjoyed because it means you're a part of that that group. So it means you belong. It means you're you're you know you're the one only- with the boys, if you will. So it's it's a the only thing they couldn't do in the, in, in high school, uh, and I never coached beyond that, but the only thing they couldn't do in high school was sneak beer onto the bus. But I know that they certainly would have wanted to. Well, I'm sure. <clears throat> Plenty of players in high school showing up game day in the locker room with bags of McDonald's. Oh. Remember, <laughs> remember oh. that? Oh. <laughs> with bags of McDonald's, and they're eating while they're getting dressed. Getting they're eating, eating Big Macs while they're getting dressed before they go out and play a, a varsity level hockey game. Do you remember <laughs> bags the, of McDonald's? Do you remember the? Uh, it was, it, I believe, it was before your time, but we had a game the morning or the the afternoon or evening after prom. So prom was like on a Friday night. We had a Saturday evening game. The guys were up all night and all the next day because prom is, you know, a big deal. Yeah. We had two guys fell asleep in the penalty box. Well, didn't didn't guys start taking penalties so they could go <clears throat> get, in there and take a and, nap? And nap. Yeah. So I look over at the penalty <laughs> box and I was I was the only guy on the bench and I'm, you know, trying to run both ends and you know, manage the bench and everything. And so we're taking penalties right, left and center like we always did. And I'm trying to, I'm watching who's coming out next and who's going to go on for whom and and uh, and trying to juggle all that stuff. And I honestly got my hands pretty full and I look over and the penalty box is empty. I went, wait a second. I'm looking on the ice and I'm scrambling around. These two idiots were on the floor of the penalty <laughs> box. They both went in there and immediately passed out. So I did, and so I'm trying to get the, trying to get the score to wake somebody up and the guys are banging on the glass and stuff. Ugh. That's I went to one prom in my life. I think I went, I went to two dances, one homecoming and one prom in four years of high school, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> it was one experience. I enjoyed the experiences. It was fun. It was a good time. I look back on it fondly with the memories and things, but it's just it, it several different reasons, not the least of which prom being, and this may sound a little weird, from a young person like me to say, but prom being an all night thing just was not something that I looked forward to, (laughs) especially more than once, especially more than once went to prom, went to, I think I, one I went to, went to prom and then we, we, me and my date went to part of the after party at the school, the after prom. And 
that was enough for me. Yeah. Then we left. I Seen went home. It, I went it. to sleep, and okay, I'm good. Like I, yeah. that was enough for me. Not, I don't need to make that a an annual event. I guess, especially especially if you got a game the next day, and <laughs> and then you're falling asleep in the penalty box. <laughs> what 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 was the worst thing for you to see? Something like falling asleep in the penalty box, or something like your your t- one of your top guys showing up ten minutes after he was supposed to show up with a big bag of McDonald's. I would have to think for a minute of what the most miserable thing I had to deal with with those guys. I, it, was, um, it was always something. If you just, it, it, what it did, though, was you guys were younger. You were probably, you guys were still in elementary school when I started coaching in the high school level. So by the time you guys became teenagers, I was pretty well tuned in to the whole, you know, teenage behavior thing because I had long forgotten some of those problems. Um, The dressing room, I think the dressing room was right next to the toilets. So in the in the dressing rooms where we played our home games, the toilets were right adjacent to the player, the benches and the and the stalls where everybody got dressed. So it, it was so in the locker room. It was just it was yeah, right yeah. in the room, and so there was but there was toilet stalls and doors and everything, but it wasn't enough of a separation. It wasn't enough of a buffer to keep that from <laughs> keep that from getting from finding its way into the middle of the dressing room. Uh, I remember as a I remember as a freshman, um, after what, a practice or yeah it was after I think yeah it was after a practice and being a freshman and um, teammate of mine an upperclassman had a bag of tobacco, but it wasn't snuff it wasn't chewing tobacco it wasn't the it was stuff it was like leaves yeah yeah yeah. And at this point, I'm a freshman. I've, I'd never, never chewed before. I'd never done anything like that. And he tells me, here you go. And to me, they kind of looked like weird-looking beef jerkies. Right. And I knew it was tobacco, okay? But he said, oh, you're supposed to just chew it. You're supposed to just put and chew it. <laughs> I remember afterward you telling me this story, and I just thought, oh, Gosh, I didn't. I I did a terrible job with these children. I can't remember if that was the same day time though. That if that was the same time. No, it wasn't because there was another time, um, where I, you know, and I'll admit I chewed a bit through high school. Yeah. Um, pouches. Most everybody. I, did. I didn't. I didn't like the the loose stuff. It was too messy. Yeah. So I I chewed. I chewed. Um, I think. Sophomore year through at least part of senior year, um, pretty consistently, and so I but I chewed the pouches because it was cleaner, it was not as messy. Yeah. Um, but I I remember in freshman year one of the first times I ever tried chewing, um, this was a different time than what I just shared, throwing one in after practice and then driving home with it. Ugh. But I didn't have a spitter. Right, because I'm I'm new to the experience. I didn't I didn't have a. You're doing you're trying to huck it out the window. I didn't have a spitter and and anything. And I got um, you remember uh, the ice ranch, right? And you remember coming out and you remember the stoplights at um, Mineral there, 
you go left, go left yeah, yeah. like you're going back down to the Aspen Grove area sure. and things, and you go right like you're going to Carl's Jr. that way, yeah. right? It was that stoplight, and I pull up, <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm starting to feel weird. And I'm at the stoplight, and I just, I couldn't take it. So I you had to open curl. the car door. I tongued it out of my lip, and I just, <laughs> just hurled. Closed the car door and drove the rest of the way home. <laughs> I think every every young man at some point has to learn the chewing tobacco lesson. And you can't learn it by somebody telling you. You have to experience it yourself. You might be, for me, it was like grade five. For you, it was, uh, what, Freshman grade year. nine, yeah. something like that. And But everybody's got to learn it, and you have to learn it firsthand. It's like putting your tongue on a frozen mailbox post or something like that. Every, everybody's got to do it. <laughs> and it never gets, and it always ends the same. Every, every first time chewing tobacco story ends the same for the lucky ones. Anyway, the lucky ones try it once. They're so disgusted. They vomit, throw it out and never touch it again. Well, I was, I was blessed mm-hmm. enough to do it and not desire it. You know what I mean? Like I was, yeah. I was blessed enough to to do it and kind of do it in the stereotypical social way for for several years, but not go through a can a day type of thing. You know, I was lucky enough to throw one or two in a day. You know, every other day or whatever the social situation called for, and then that was kind of it. So I was, I at least in that regard, I wasn't a a heavy heavy. Uh, tobacco chewer so i guess somebody having you know somehow talked a a rookie into using chewing tobacco for the first time so that he would barf is not any different than someone you know getting the the sleeve cut off of a three thousand dollar suit or a pair of you know eight hundred dollar loafers being nailed to the bench or something like that. It's not, <laughs> or even or there was one episode where one of the guys took was in the dressing room, found got car keys from two or three of the guys, took them in the trainer's room into the skate sharpener and filed the keys all off so that they, they were, there was no teeth left on them, <laughs> stuck them back in the guy's pants and then left and left the rink after practice so here's everybody they can't they can't use their car keys <laughs> oh, oh fantastic well we could share stories for a very very long time yeah um but we kind of covered at least the basis of it um it, tremendous tremendous episode i think this week uh, more lighthearted, which is enjoyable um that way not everything is so structured and heavy and serious um and yet no no beeps no no beeps no louis no, no, nothing no. so no stopping in the midst of a story and going oh wait i can't finish that yeah. i gotta i gotta switch gears here real fast because this one ends in such a way that i can't possibly put this into a podcast well anyways episode 33 warm the hockey podcast this week more lighthearted, lighten the mood a little bit so um, <laughs> the fun side of the game what are we looking forward to this coming week? Well, we are, uh, we're going to finish the Russia series. The, uh, what is that? The um, Canada-Russia series. Yeah. The CIBC Canada-Russia CIBC series. CIBC Cup. Uh, 
And uh, so we're going to finish that one for, through the O and the dub. Uh, we're going to see ourselves a firsthand look at the Rockets uh, this week for the first time. And what else? What are we doing next week? Where are we going to... Are we in studio next? We we're in studio for the next couple of weeks still, aren't we? We are. Yeah, okay. Yep, we are. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks, uh, in some capacity, we'll have uh, some guests on again and things. But Yeah, um, we were supposed to... Greg was supposed to be with us today... Um, but we had a dentist appointment that he didn't recover from in time to to make it and and be uh, understandable. <laughs> he couldn't couldn't enunciate very well after a couple hours in the dentist chair. But anyway, yeah, I think I I'm pretty sure he'll join us next week, uh, and we'll find out for sure. But and uh, we're gonna tr- still trying to get Ben Walter to come on and join us. Yep. Yep. So uh, Ryan Walter's son, Ryan Walter, we mentioned uh, with RyanWalter.com, his son uh, played in the NHL, played in uh, the AHL, played in Europe. Um, so um, and he's now a coach yeah. somewhere, I believe. I believe he's coaching midget AAAs in uh, Ladysmith over on the island. Yep. Beautiful so, town, by the um, way. So if And great kid. He's a great kid. He's just like his dad. So it yep. should we'll eventually have him on. It's just a matter of when. And yep. that should be a... a good conversation yeah we'll have fun with that war room the hockey podcast episode 33 um thank you all again for tuning in Uh, our listeners are the driving force behind what we do we can't thank you enough for your support uh head to facebook instagram and twitter war room the hockey podcast at war room the hockey podcast and at war hockey respectively uh give us a like and a follow head to spotify and apple podcasts subscribe uh leave a rating preferably five star and uh, write a review if so inclined and uh, again we appreciate the support thank you for joining in studio again this week always a Um, pleasure fun fun time this week good chat much uh very good chat much more light-hearted this week which is nice um anyways i'm evan rauer with warm the hockey podcast and i will see you all throughout the hockey community cheers everybody cheers